This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about National Treasure. More of a podcast protector. (laughs) (laughs) This movie came out in 2004, directed by John Turtletaub. Sure. Turtletaub. Turtletaub. Written screenplays by Jim Kauf. Jesus, what are these names? Also by <laughs> Cormac Wibberly. I mean, I'm not even going to read the other ones. Uh, starring Nicholas Cage, Diane Kruger, John Voight, Justin Bartha, Scene Bean, and Harvey Keitel, and Christopher Plummer. Any other? What's in here? Christopher Plummer. <laughs> Cameo in this. He's too good for this movie, as it's as I'm saying. He is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say uh Eric King playing Agent uh Colfax, who played Sergeant Dokes from Dexter first couple seasons. Badass. Yeah. He's also from the the meme. Surprise, motherfucker. That's him. Mm. Uh yeah. Alright, well, Scott, this was your pick. I know you're a treasure protector, but why did you want us to uh do this? So episode? I don't think I've ever actually seen this from beginning to end before. Um, sat down to watch this for the podcast. Um, mostly on, on a local radio. Uh, there's a, a there's a show on, on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q around here with Kevin and Bean. And they had their, their movie guy that would do um, impressions and voices. And he would toss that every once in a while, making fun of Nick Cage. Is this Ralph Garman you're talking about? Yes, this is, okay. uh, as I was going to say, this is Ralph Garman, um, who we've talked about a little bit about. Um, but yeah, he would he would do whatever protector. And that shit always cracked me up. So I like to do the same thing whenever it comes up. Um, when he actually does say it in the movie, I I did like enjoy that. <laughs> yeah! We're yeah. more treasure protectors. <laughs> Of, of yeah, all the well, performances, the I just want to say of, of uh, all the performances that Nick Cage has ever had, this is one of them. <laughs> yeah, they all—they none of them really stand out. They're no. just Nick Cage. They're just Nick Cage performances. Well, I mean, sometimes Nick Cage goes full Nick Cage. That's mm-hmm. true. He doesn't do that here. Probably to the detriment of the overall enjoyment of the movie. I mean, you could replace Diane Kruger with uh, Sean Connery, and it would have been—he would have been. Stanley Goodspeed. He was pretty do much the same character. Here. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it was the same shot. I mean, we're already getting into this one. I'm pretty sure it was the same shot when he jumps off the oil rig prison in Face Off. When he jumps off the side of the, the USS Intrepid or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, so this is your first time seeing it all the way through, you think? Yes, yes. Okay. I Alex, forgot John White was even in this movie, by the way. And Sean Bean. And Harvey Keitel. <laughs> yeah, Alex. What's your history with this? 
Um, when I saw trailers for this movie, when it was back in theaters, I had zero interest in watching this. I thought it looked really dumb, and it wasn't for me. And then years later, we got uh, the DVDs, and uh, my wife is like, oh, let's sit down and watch it. You've never seen it, right? It's like, all right, fine. You watch plenty of my <laughs> Star Wars stuff. Let's watch this. And I was delighted. I really didn't think it was as bad as I thought it was. Maybe that's why I like it so much, but... Still, I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I'm kind of like Scott. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. I've seen bits and pieces, but I think I saw mostly the second one. Because I remember John Voight being in it a lot. And is he in the second one more? I don't know. Yes. In the second one, he's... Yeah. And and I remember... uh, What's his face? Is Diane Kruger inexplicably with him in the next movie? (laughs) I believe so. I don't remember. But the the bad guy is um, Ed Harris in that one, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure is. Yeah. So I think I've seen that. Maybe I've seen that one all the way through, but I, I don't know. But that's what I've I'd seen bits and pieces. I knew it had to do with stealing the Declaration of Independence, but that was about it. And I was pleasantly surprised. I love a good adventure movie, and that's what this is. So maybe that's why I liked it. What? You don't call this an adventure movie? A good adventure movie. <laughs> All right, fair I'd enough. It's good. It's not great, but it's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk I mean, about it. It's no <laughs> Alan Quartermain and King Solomon's mind. <laughs> yeah, we should do that one. <laughs> yeah, you should have put that on your list. You should put it on your list. <laughs> All right, fine. It's got to be put it your on, list. You should put it on Jeff's list. Actually. No. <laughs> All right. Well, as usual, <laughs> we're just going to talk about seven items for the movie. All right. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. I Scott, will, I will start. number yeah. seven. Um, just get one thing out of the way. This movie did not need to be two hours and 15 minutes or whatever it was. Um, it is too long. Yeah. Uh, first thing, uh, thing that I liked was the eventual, uh, treasure room, um, that they, that they actually find at the end of the movie. I, I think I, I thought it would have been cool at that point if they actually didn't find the treasure. I couldn't remember if they actually did. Yeah. But this, this being a Disney movie and, yeah, yeah. and um, just kind of the paint by number stuff going on in this. Uh, I, I figured that we would get the treasure eventually, and we actually do, do see it. It is it is pretty impressive. I mean, sure, it's a mix of CG and actual props, um, but but it is pretty cool. Uh, the the whole fire trough thing I thought was really cool, even if it didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I I mean I can kind of picture them like back in seventeen eighty whatever when. When they when they made the the treasure room, and they were like, "Oh, this fire is not going to damage any stuff. It's all brand new or whatever." But they're that stuff from like the pyramids. Like you'd think they'd they'd be like, "Uh, maybe not have fire right next to the Dead Sea Scrolls." Like, <laughs> just uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a cool effect, if, if ridiculous. But yeah, the ultimate treasure I thought was cool. I thought it was uh, a nice touch that it wasn't like. A gleaming pile of gold, either. Um, it actually mm-hmm. did look worn um, and and uh, rusted, um, and you know, like part of the treasure were just scrolls and things like that. Um, so I thought it was a, a nice touch that it was it was more it had more of a historical bent to it. So that's yeah. my number seven. All right, Alex, what's your number seven? 
Now, some of these are going to sound like they're bad or low points, but it's also actually <laughs> because it's part of the charm for me from this movie. And my number seven is the girl's American accent going out every once in a while. <laughs> What's her face? What are you, what are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, you didn't notice? Are you serious? I mean, they they explicitly explain that she's German in the beginning of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I missed it every single time. No, they that. they somebody, somebody <laughs> like one of whoever casted her was like, "There's no way she she can do the American accent for the whole movie." So we'll okay. just explain that she's German, and <laughs> that'll be that. Oh, well, I didn't catch that at all in any time I've ever seen this movie. So no, it's like right at the beginning. So he walks in when they, when he walks into her office. Like at the beginning of the movie, and he's like, "Oh, your accent, Pennsylvania Dutch," and she says, "No, Saxony German, something like that." She was yeah, like, "She's like, oh, I wasn't. I'm, I'm American, but I wasn't born here." And they're just like, they just lampshade the whole thing, like why she has this accent, but she's like the head of American history for the United States of America, or whatever hell her job title is. I see. Well, then, whatever. It's still my number seven. <laughs> Her accent but going Von in and Hammers, out. Von Hammersmark. Mm-hmm. Or whatever her name is from uh, Glorious Bastards. Yeah, so I have that. It took me forever to figure out who this girl is. Like, I know who she is. I know who she And I, I tried to not look at IMDb. I tried to look like a game I play with myself. And, yeah. uh, whoa. whoa. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> she's attractive, Jeff, but jeez. <laughs> Uh, it, it took me forever, and I couldn't figure it out. I, had, I finally looked it up like halfway through, and I was like, oh, god damn it. The Diane K. Uger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> her other movies, I didn't really, at least the, the, the main ones, I don't know. So the, I really only know her from, well, this now, um, Glorious Bastards and Troy. I don't remember. I remember. Oh, is she, she Helen? Yeah, she's Helen in, in that. Oh, okay. Okay. Both both better performances, by the way. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you're in a Michael Bay movie. You're not, you're not there to be a, you know to bring your A game. You're there That's to have true. fun. This movie was like ripping off all kinds of like. At one point, it was like Face Off, <laughs> with with like the the weird kind of camera uh, edits. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, my number seven, and this is one of the when I watch these adventure movies, I'm always trying to so- solve the riddles and the clues with the person. You know, try to be as smart as them. Also, but I get too technical, and then you know, this thing leads them all over the world, and then it's just like, okay, it's in the uh, it's next to the subway down in the middle of this giant metropolitan city. Like, no subway engineer accidentally walked into this room. <laughs> yeah. Knock the room, like knock yeah, the hole in the wall. It's like, that, what the fuck? That did occur to me. Yeah, it's well, kind I guess, of the same. I guess the the only thing I like, because because they go out of the way to show that Harvey Keitel was uh, a Freemason, mm-hmm. so maybe some other Mason knew and planned around it. But yeah, maybe somebody oh, maybe. should have stumbled upon that shit a long time ago. Yeah. But. Yep. I've always seen the same thing in uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. So when they go down there, they finally find the Ark, and they get trapped in there, and they pop out of that little section later. It's like, so they'd already built a whole... They knew about that. They just didn't go one room over to find it? Like, there's... 
that happens in other stuff. That always bugs me. But, uh, yeah. But yeah. Well, I, I, my title was, wouldn't some uh, some weird subway engineer or, or some find the treasure? But whatever. They didn't. Still had fun during the movie. That's my number mm-hmm. seven. Scott, what's your number six? Number six is Mick Cage can't run. <laughs> I was cracking up. Like, there's that super long chase scene. Like, he cannot run for shit. Like, I don't know if he's got bad wheels. Um, but it just looked, like, awful. Like, there's no way those guys wouldn't have caught him. Like, he just, he looks awkward. He looks like Albert Pujols running down to first base. <laughs> Even um, I know so, who that that's is. How, <laughs> that's how awkward he looks. Um Trying to sprint He's away. No from Tom Cruise. He's no Tom Cruise. That's for sure. Like all the other actors look fine, like as as they run or whatever. But yeah, he, he cannot like, and it just looks slow too. Besides just looking awkward, like it, it's just. I, I, how old was Nick Cage in this movie? Like, thirties probably. Probably probably no. Probably pushing forty. But, yeah. Um, or the other side of forty, but still, yep. like. Yeah, Ken cannot run. I mean, maybe the sideburns are weighing him down. I don't know. Uh, yeah, just it, he was it wasn't exactly forty. Okay, uh. it was it wasn't exactly like a uh, um, Steven Seagal situation, but <laughs> not not too far off. Like, I don't know if, if like you guys haven't said much, so it must not have like struck you that way, but. No, I noticed it. It didn't make my list, but I definitely noticed it. Yeah, he still runs better than the girl from Taken. <laughs> yeah, but she's a dumb teenager. She's supposed to run that way. Okay, teenagers like win the Olympics, don't they? <laughs> yep. She she was no Olympian. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay. So, yep. Number six, Nick Cage can't run. All right, uh, Alex. Number six. My number six is, this is one of the few rare movies where Scene Bean survives. Scene Bean? Yeah, he makes it up alive through the whole movie. I think there's, there's a body count of one, right? The whole movie? Yeah. Hmm. With the guy who falls down the shaft? Yeah, yeah that yeah. bald guy. The guy got the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad mother. Hey, shut your mouth. Yeah, you just talk about it, yeah. So yeah, he did survive. Uh, I was thinking, well, as soon as I saw him on screen, I'm like, oh, he's the bad guy. And then I was like, oh no, he's friends. Like, nope, nope, he's the bad guy. Yep. <laughs> uh, what was that other movie we did with he ended up surviving to? Oh, that uh, Ronan. Ronan. Ronan, yeah. Um, so there you go. I thought his character was interesting, like, from the standpoint that he did seem genuinely excited about the whole puzzle aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he seemed to have that rapport with Nick Cage's character where they, they, they both appreciated each other for, for understanding all the kind of nuances going on, but it turned out to be generic bad guy, but he wasn't like over the top bad guy, no, like mustache no. twirling or anything like no, that. He no. was, but I mean, he was willing to let him go at one point. Right. A few times during the movie. He's like, whatever, we got what we needed. You can let him go. And, yeah. All right. Uh, my number six is my little quirky 
stuff that Stanley Goodspeed knows or whatever his name is. Knows. Uh, Benjamin Franklin Gates. His middle name is Franklin. Do they ever say that in the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of them being using the water bottle as a magnifying glass. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Jesus. Um, I, I laughed out loud when they the FBI shows up in his apartment and they're like, oh, I've got some background on this guy finally. He... He has yeah. a degree in American history from wherever. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And he has a degree in mechanical engineering from MIT. Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, I guess just to, I guess his character is really smart. Like, let's yeah. make him go to MIT for something that's really not that important. And then it was like uh, water diving or something too. Oh, oh, oh yeah, then he joined like the. He wasn't in the military, but like he did like military level diving. Which does that ever come into play? Except when he jumps off the. I mean, I guess he knew what to do with the. The, the scuba the gear. regulator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so weird. Um, all right. Well, that's my number six. So uh, Scott, what's number five? Okay, uh, my number five was, uh, and this is, when I think the movie went off the rails for me, and I, I never really recovered. Um, was at the beginning of the movie when they're. Uh, kind of at a dead end and they figure that there's this next clue and um, Nick Cage in all seriousness says I'm not going to let you steal the Declaration of Independence like that was a line in this movie said to, to full dramatic effect to to move the, the plot along to set the stakes as it were and I just like I couldn't. I couldn't take the the movie seriously from that point. Well, that's the whole point. Of the movie. Right, right. Well, yeah. well, well, let me let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Like, I'm like, oh, I, I was like, okay, so I'm not supposed to take this seriously, but like, Nick Cage just never did anything like that that made me like, I, I like it was never ridiculous to the point where I could laugh at it. It was just he, he was just playing it too straight. Um. And it just it did not work for me. All right. Well, it did work mm. for me. Uh, I thought I think because like within five minutes, he also has the exact same line as "I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence." <laughs> I mean, I, I did laugh at like the sense, yeah. I, I like what he was saying at points and doing, but like, just I, I don't know. It was never like ridiculous enough that I I could see it as like a good bad movie. I guess. Yeah. I disagree, but I could see if if you don't if you don't buy into it, then yeah, you're just gonna this is dumb. And I was I don't know. If, do you guys have that Riley Pool's character on your list? No, it's just like I could have done without him. But yeah, yeah, he was not funny. Should have left him on the roof. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, number five. My number five is prepping for the heist at uh, wherever they keep the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> they do this is sometimes in a heist movie. This is my favorite part where everybody's getting ready and rehearsing and doing all that stuff. But this one, <laughs> I was fucking dying when they were taking supposedly tourists taking pictures and everything, and then Nick Cage zooms in to <laughs> one of the security guards like badges and stuff 
And I thought, okay, maybe they're going to use that as a reference to create their own. And nope, <laughs> they take this really fuzzy <laughs> angled at an angle picture <laughs> of this dangling uh, security badge. And then somehow they they enhance it, <laughs> and all Nick Cage has to do is drag his face on top of it. Oh, they'll buy that. <laughs> face off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and does that even come into play? Does that badge ever come into play? Yeah, he, yeah. he uses it to get in. Uh, I don't think it does. Yeah, no, security guards like blocking people from going in, and then right. they just wave him through when he goes ah, like okay. he's custodial. I see. Yeah, I guess I missed that too. Okay, so that. Where that was, was well, I don't know where the gala was, but where the actual Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and stuff are, uh, is at the National Archives in D.C. I've been there, and let's just say the security is not the best. Now we're going to show up on some uh, fucking CIA, FBI monitoring list here, but I went, and uh, Dustin came along, and he had, this is back when e-cigs were pretty new, and everywhere we would go, you run it through um, this the you know when you go to the airport the metal detector metal detector not the metal detector though with the one that's scanned uh, Jeff Jeff it's more of a metal <laughs> detector <laughs> but not a metal detector they actually scan your bags yeah anyway X ray every time it would pop up and then you have you pull them aside you have to pop it out because it looks like bullets that whatever version you had or whatever when we got to National Archives same thing we had our backpack. Went through there, and they're stopping us and stopping us. And, like, one guy was like, no, these guys are good. These guys are good. Don't worry about it. And the other guy's like, no, we have to check it. And the guy's like, no, these guys are good. These guys are good. So he won the battle. He doesn't know us or anything. He let us go through. We did the whole thing. And as we were leaving, he caught up with us. He's like, hey, man, just uh, just that was cool. But what was actually in there? <laughs> we're like batteries or something, right? <laughs> No, it was an e-cigarette. And then all of a sudden he was, oh, I'm trying to quit smoking. And like him and Dustin had this whole conversation. It was like, dude, what the hell did you just let us in here for? <laughs> Didn't know what it was. Uh, so take there you go. Work on your security there. Because I could have stole the Declaration of Independence <laughs> with my bullets. The, the Do you whole... think... <laughs> go ahead. Do you think that whole... Um, obviously they exaggerated how secure it is and everything... Does it go down and suck into a tube into a... 100% no. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't think so. No, not a fucking chance. No, no, no way. <laughs> I want it to be true. Mm-hmm. I mean, so... Like... And that was for the declaration. Like... Like, there would be more... Like, I, I would argue that the Constitution... The original copy of the Constitution is, would be more valuable. But, I don't mm, know. Yeah. They're both, Anyways. I'm sure. If you go there, I think it's those two and the and a copy of the Magna Carta are what they have on display there. And is, the is it like is... one of one of the really old copies of the Magna Carta? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Obviously, it's not that the the, the yeah, version, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it's like a really old. It's, it has the, <laughs> the same protections. Draft, other than the like... one that has suckers in it. <laughs> some of the some of the stuff on the Magna Carta is fucking hilarious, by the way. Like um, like people talking about like. Fishing rights in the stream, like in, like the Shire or whatever the fuck they are in England, like it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> but it is so dim in that room because they don't want the light to ruin these things. Right, you, right. Can, you can barely see shit in there. 
So they just have it on a print on like a projector above. So why the fuck am I even here? I could have put this on the internet and just looked up on Google Images. But... <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my experience of being at the National Archives. Oh, uh, where were we at? This is my number five? Yes. I think. All right. Uh, lovable, grumpy John Voight. Oh, no. He didn't bite anybody's arm? He didn't bite anybody. He didn't try to set up any scores. He's a... Uh... <laughs> He didn't have a ridiculous accent that could not be placed. What was that from? Anaconda. Anaconda. That's what I was trying to... Uh, I don't know. Just lovable, grumpy John Voight. I thought he... It was a little bit he did in this. He knew everything. You need to heat it up. I told you. You gotta heat it. Need a heat source. Clues. Clues. It's good to see him. Status quo. I assume he was was still sane (laughs) when he filmed this. Status quo. The status quo has changed. Do you yield? Well, it's the status quo. Yeah. <laughs> so, John Voight is my number five. So, Scott, number four. Number four was the the ship at the beginning. Oh, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, this is like a, a... I mean, it's all bullshit, but it's just a, a piece of history. Um, this the ship from the... Assuming the, the 1700s. <sighs> Um, I mean, it would have had to have been from the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Somehow, got get tossed up there. Uh, so the, the idea of that was really cool. Like, I don't know how the fuck they excavated it. So we'll just not think too hard about that. Probably <laughs> <laughs> um, had a couple shovels. Or or how um, or the efficacy of the the gunpowder at that point a couple hundred years later. Um, yeah. But uh, now that, that the idea of that was really cool, that they they found this this, sh- this basically ghost ship, but above ground, um, well mostly above ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that that idea was really cool. And then yeah, not, nothing really was. Well, that's not true. Um, it took till like basically the end of the movie before something comparable was really happening. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought again. I thought the 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 Charlotte, I think, was the name of it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, was was really cool. It was, and I, mm-hmm. I I do like that. This is one of those Nicky. Oh, what's what was he protecting in here? So like that's what led him to that barrel. It was interesting, and the pipe. But even they're like, okay, sorry. This is one thing, question I wanted to bring up. Sean Bean's character is supposedly like super rich, right? And he's like, is he like a. Who's the guy who does Virgin Airline type guy? Like he's one of those. Is it meant to be like that type of a character or no? He's he's more of a treasure plunderer. <laughs> um, I don't but think he, no. I don't think he's supposed to be like a Richard Branson type. No. But not he's so he's not super wealthy. He has the means to do all this. He, that's he the is only... he's rich, but I don't think he's like like Playboy. At least that's okay. not his persona. Like... All right. I mean, just if they would have saved that ship, they would have made millions of dollars. That yeah. super fucking <laughs> bothers me. I, sh- I actually, uh, I'm going to talk about that in a second. But... Mm-hmm. Okay. For a minute. All right. Uh, so we're on to Alex number four. That's right. We're going to stay in the Charlotte. And <laughs> I absolutely love, <laughs> this is when, this is my moment where it's like, all right, everything <laughs> is out the window. This movie is just supposed to be straight stupid fun. So don't think too hard about it. Is when Nick Cage 
finds the pipe and then he puts his blood on it and then he rolls it on the paper and he reads the thing and then the amazing leaps in logic that he has to do to yeah. get from that little scrap yep. of paper to the Declaration of Independence is almost like that scene in Black Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, it was very... Or like Jeff Goldblum and the flyer. <laughs> wow, yeah, trash. Gotta give it a virus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was doing some logic like, jump in there. It's like, holy shit. It's like, all right, let's go steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> That's good. I liked it. Uh, I like that, yeah, they went straight to, well, we could steal it. Or, I don't know, maybe we can, you know, use your influence and money to somehow get, like, a couple minutes to try and convince somebody to do that. No, they just go straight to stealing it. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. It's like, yeah, this is that kind of movie. Let's do it. Strap in, folks. So at first I was like, okay, it's two hours, but they're really moving the shit along. And then it kind of drags out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. My number four is these. all these types of movies love to mention the Knights Templar and the Masons. And it always just cracks me up. Here mm-hmm. we go. Knights I Templar. Did, I did laugh out loud when they, they have the Knights Templar like raising their swords together. <laughs> yeah. I'm so stupid. Yeah. Have you guys seen Da Vinci Code or no? Oh, yeah. Because yep. I want to say it's the exact same scene in Da Vinci Code, too, when they're telling the story. It's like, ugh. But anyway, I always love it in these movies when they bring these guys up. And just, yeah, just know that this is something people know this. It's the, it's the Holy Grail stuff. It's this. It's these knights. It's the we'll bring out the crusades again and everything. Yeah. Scott, number three. <laughs> All right. My number three is uh, Nick Cage and Diana Kruger's chemistry in this, uh, which is to say zero chemistry. <laughs> um, I mean, on screen, there's there's no reason. Like they they have some common interests, but he's he's basically like he he does send her the gift, which is pretty suave. Um, but then he's like a total psychopath when he talks to her. And then he's basically a dick to her for like the rest of the movie pretty much. Until mm-hmm. like he, he kisses her down the stairwell, which was super awkward, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just seems to buy into it. I, I, I don't know. Um, oh, you're forgetting that sexy scene when they're in their father's kitchen blowing on that piece of paper together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, side Side note. Um, I, I, I honestly don't do a ton of shopping, um, especially nowadays, but, uh, for, for clothing, but pretty much any dressing room I've ever been in, isn't like, <laughs> isn't like this door that only covers you from like the neck to your, like, yeah. to, to like your calves. Like, like yeah, that made no sense to me at all. <laughs> Like, anybody could just walk in and just totally see their business. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, this this whole romance they had going didn't make any sense to me at all. No, it didn't, but it was part of the movie. I didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> also, his, his, his fucking sideburns were killing me. Anyway. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is, I like that when they finally found the treasure at the end. 
Yeah, I thought like the little speech that they had in the little room, like they thought it was a dead end. I'm like, oh, you know, this would be like a nice uh, moment to like set up a sequel or something. And, and like, you know, them reconciling with his father, even though they didn't find the treasure, he found his relationship again with his dad, you know? And then but, 1% of like a bajillion dollars, whatever that is. Oh, yeah. Then they go and they actually find the treasure room. And yeah, I thought it was cool. They they really did up the uh, the what was it the prestige, the pageantry of everything, with the fire going and the chandeliers and everything. It was cool. I still don't understand how a he walks away with all that money and B doesn't go to jail. Well, because he gave him scene bean. Right. I I don't know. Yeah. Mason's still run everything, Scott. It's true. Yeah, and so, they offered him the money. He didn't, yeah, you know, take it or anything. Wouldn't in theory, wouldn't that treasure belong to the church that was on that was underneath? Mm, maybe <laughs> depends on the land rights. Yeah, I'm sure there's massive you... lawsuits. There's a lot of litigation going on. Yeah, if if you buy a house, usually you don't. If they find mineral valuable minerals on your house, you don't get to keep those. So don't strike striking oil or looking uh, for. I mean, unless you own the property. No, even then, usually you that's part of your, at least out here. Really. Yeah. There was a whole movie about that recently, um, Hell or High Water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, at least out here in like you know suburbia, I, I don't know what happens if you go buy a big plot of land out in the right, desert right. or something. Bet, better that your house gets bought up by eminent domain, I guess. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're on to my number three. Uh, it was okay, all the little like problem solving things. They're all cool. I'll just single out the the Liberty Bell one with going up into the tower where the Liberty Bell initially used to be, and you can see that where the point was at two o'clock or whatever, and the, the brick there with the Mason symbol and the the, the old glasses. Oh, that was a cool little thing. So maybe maybe I missed something there. Um... How did the 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 two 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 come into play when he got up there? Oh, that was the time that when the shadow was going to be at the right spot to hit the brick where the next clue was. Okay, right. at two twenty two. So, so there was yeah. there was like the clock hands were were going by. No, no, the, the shadow. The shadow. Okay, I also like looked at my phone or something at that point yeah the point of the bell tower pointed to a specific brick basically on that thing that's where he knew to go get the but the bell wasn't there anymore oh it's the tower itself not the the tower shadow from the bell okay okay because when they wrote the clues the liberty bell was still there they didn't it wasn't okay did crack well my my thought was what if they had adjusted the clock over the last 200 and like 30 years or whatever it was Yeah, mm-hmm. they probably did. <laughs> what if it shined on another brick? <laughs> sure, but oh, if you're okay. off by a few minutes, you go down there. You'll I, be okay. I one mean, of to, these to ten be bricks. Fair, it's the one brick that has the yeah the, the Freemason symbol. symbol. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so much for all that that legwork. But um, well, I think I figured like two 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 in seventeen eighty six, and that clock is not going to be the same as it would be in two thousand four. The time on the clock itself didn't matter. It was the the actual time of day, and then the brick. Mm-hmm. But 
like the time of day would also like wouldn't the time of year come into play also? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, hundred <laughs> percent, Scott. It would have to be a specific, very specific day. Oh uh, yeah, eh. But now I don't like this movie. Shit. (laughs) Anyway. Plot holes in National Treasure? Get out of here. (laughs) All right. Scott, number two. Number two is... Alex was talking about this, but... uh, Yeah, they they find this awesome ship. Like, this is like the find of the century at that point. It's only 2004, so... It's only been four years, but still. uh, You got a head start on, like, the archaeological find, like, just a, a, a historical treasure trove of this mostly intact ship. Like, even the bodies, like, like just to be able to study those. Yeah, um, It would have had a lot of... Preserved had, nice, yeah. Yeah, it would have had a lot of value. Um, so, yeah, monetarily, who knows how much money they'd actually would have gotten out of that. But, like, Nick Cage's... So, so it, it makes sense on some level that Seam Bean was like, like, I don't really care about this. So I want the main treasure. I don't want other people to know about this, so I don't care if it gets blown up or whatever. Let's go steal it. But Nick Cage, to Nick Cage to, like, jump automatically to, like, well, don't know what we're going to do now. Like, like no, no, no. So Show them the ship. Like, <laughs> drag your people out there and show them the fucking ship. Show them the pipe that you found. And then maybe somebody will be like, you know what? We'll, we'll go ahead and swab the back of the Declaration of Independence and see if what you're saying is actually fucking true. Yeah. Like, but no, Nick Cage is like, well, it's either steal it or nothing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, my God. Like, that, of, of all the things that happen in this movie, <laughs> for everybody to immediately jump to the, well, I guess we got to steal the Declaration of Independence. Um, also worth mentioning, because it all ties in together. I, I did like, so it made sense that that Nick Cage's character and his but I don't remember his character's name, um, Justin Bartha's character, wanted to steal the, the declaration. Why they were having the gala? Um, mm-hmm. Made no sense that Sean Bean decided to do it that same night. Like, well, because wouldn't it have made more sense for him to with the gala? Wouldn't, wouldn't it have made more sense for him to do it like in the middle of the night, like because they broke in. Like when when like you wouldn't have had as as much security. There would have been a, a ton of people around. Like I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me for him to do it just then. Oh, to me, it, to me, it made sense because like they already said, when it's in its natural home, it's impossible. So the only way for either of them to get it is when it was out at this gala. Uh... And I think that was also a way for the story to make sure they were both there at the same time. Cause but but they but Sean Bean's character specifically was breaking into this the part where we get stored. No, he was. He was. Maybe in that, that was that, on the way to get up there too. Yeah, it was at the restoration spot, or it wasn't in the actual main vault that they talked about in the National Archives. I'm not entirely sure what Sean Bean's plan was, to be honest. But it didn't make any <laughs> sense to me that he was doing hey. it at the same time. I thought the gala thing made sense because it was a way for them to get there at the exact same time. Otherwise, there's no way they would both try to rob it at the same time. Like, right? obviously, to move the plot along. It, yes. But, but like, I, I just wasn't... I didn't understand why Sean Bean had to do it at the exact same time as all. Okay, 
I'm just saying because that's yeah. what it was most vulnerable. Yeah, but I still don't know what his plan was going to be because... His plan was to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> well, thank, thank you for, thank you for clarifying I'm, that, Alex. Yeah, you're way overthinking this. Am I, though? I, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I get what you're saying. It doesn't kind of doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> it's national treasure. Okay. Disney's national treasure. Disney, yeah. Disney's <laughs> national treasure. Forget it, Scott. It's Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> Disney's fucking answer to uh, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my number two. All right, the ship. Alex. Again. Uh, I love my number two is I love when they go and find another clue and they have to decipher it. All the deciphering of stuff is pretty awesome. Like right off the bat when they find that pipe. It's pretty awesome, and then, oh, you can take it apart, and it's like, oh, this thing has engraved letters on it that you roll to read a secret message. I thought, all oh, that was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, the the reading, the, the map and stuff, when they uncovered it with the, with the lime juice, lemon juice, that was cool. <laughs> it was like, okay, how did they have hologram technology <laughs> back then? You could only see with Ben Franklin glasses, but whatever. <laughs> Finding the glasses was cool. The glasses themselves with the different shades and stuff was cool. <laughs> the holographic thing was like, oh, it's a bit much, but whatever. I'm already this d- this deep into this movie. <laughs> Why stop now? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The, I I think the whole clue thing was done much better in a lot more movies. Well, yeah, but it's national treasure. for me. I, I realize it's, it's it's very subjective, but mm-hmm. all right. Uh, my number two is Nick Cage. He wasn't great. I think Scott said earlier he wasn't great. He wasn't bad. He was Nick Cage, and uh, for this movie, it worked for me. Like I said, I, I don't love this movie by. By any stretch of the imagination. But whatever his movie was trying to do, it worked for me. And I thought he did what he needed to do. And I really enjoyed him in this. There were a few times when I, I wanted to, like, if I had been on set, just to, like, pass him a note saying, like, are, are you really going to raise the eyebrow in every scene where you're, like, trying to look <laughs> smart? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Nick Cage. All right. Oh, what's your number one, Scott? Uh, number one is something I actually did really like was the the whole stairwell set piece. Um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, it, it it was uh, it, it did have uh, plot support at many places, <laughs> like when when Nick Cage swings uh, whatever her name is uh, in the movie, but uh, Diana Kruger's character um, onto that one platform. That should have fucking shattered. <laughs> to a million pieces, yeah. and mm-hmm. she should have plummeted to her death. But uh, yeah, that, that whole idea was the, the super long uh, stairwell. Um, they, they actually made good use of that guy falling to his death to show just how deep deep it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, just how rickety the whole thing was. Um, just uh, uh, a whole lot of like nope as far as like who would actually like want to walk on that thing. <laughs> I don't know why Sean Bean thought it was a good good idea. Like I don't know why he didn't send some of his henchmen down first or something. But, um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was cool. That I like I like the whole. Even again, the the giant 
chandelier didn't make any sense because everything seems so flammable. But I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah. um, Isn't the wooden chandelier and they lit it yeah, on fire? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but I thought that was cool. They kind of had to detach it and, and like rope it in again. Um, yeah, just just this is how they, they built the, the way down this, this giant well, basically. Mm. Uh, so, yep, that's my number one, the stairwell. Very good. Nice. Alex, number one. My number one was Nick Cage. Yeah, he didn't go full Nick Cage, but he went enough into that territory that it, it that he uh, maintained my attention throughout most of the movie. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Nick Cage. All right, I agree. Uh, my number one is that I just felt this movie was a fun adventure movie. Yeah, wasn't the best. Didn't have to think too hard. I, I got to get tour around the country, and um, yeah, status quo. Status quo. Got to get the treasure. It was. It's very obviously popcorn formulaic, like, all that whatever. But it was fun, and I, like I said, trying to solve the puzzles with them. Nick Cage reading Nick Cage. Eh. What more could you ask for, Scott? Yeah. A um, lot, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a rhetorical question. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I had fun watching it, so there you go. Um, Alright, any honorable mentions? Yes, so... The... Again, I, I was really hung up on Nick Cage's hair in, in this movie. But also <laughs> Sean Bean, too. Like, both of them had, like, amazing... I, I, I gotta think... That Nick Cage was wearing a toupee in this movie. I, I don't know, but uh, maybe it's his natural hair with extension. I have no idea, but yeah, it could have been a toupee. Um, yeah. But Sean Bean too with the the long hair, um, just unnecessary. <laughs> I guess Sean Bean was just like, you know what? I I have short hair usually when I'm playing villains, so let's go long this time. Yeah. Um, One does not simply yeah cut his hair, Scott. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he was still grown out from uh, Hobbit. Although it seemed a lot more blonde here. Um, the <laughs> you're too fucking blonde. The the movie gooey that the the nerd hacker is using <laughs> this was was pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, as far as movie gooeys go. Um, oh, now that you mentioned that, yeah, shoutouts to the two little roach clips that all he had to do was put on wires, yeah. and then he's in. Yeah. yeah. Yep, they do that, that in uh, Ocean's Eleven too. Yeah, but that movie's cool. <laughs> do they do that in Ocean's Eleven? <laughs> Isn't that what the the nerd guy he sneaks into the? I think I think thing. what he oh, does. He's is, doing a lot more, yeah, cutting and splicing and everything. I think he did, what he does is a lot more elaborate. But yeah, I have, yeah. You have to watch it again. Maybe you're right, Jeff. Maybe it's just as he just taps into the. Ne- he just puts something on. The, I think that's what. Anyway, yeah, I think um, it was a bit more complicated. That. Part. So that and finally, part of the reason why, like I didn't understand uh, either of their characters, uh, Diane Kruger or Nick Cage, is like them just handling the, the the declaration. Like, like at one point they just pulled out in the middle of this, at the church. Like, I kind of see it when they're when they're when they're at his dad's place, um, when they got a table and everything, but. Oh, just pulling out and they're just like, oh, be careful with it. It's like, no, this is like one of the most valuable documents in the whole world. Like, 
<laughs> just let's 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 keep it away. Like, let's... Hey, the last time the declaration was in that building, Scott, yeah. was when it was being signed. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. John Hancock was outside, ready to leave in the snow. <laughs> Uh, yes. in the middle of july yeah just uh i felt in in uh i in that scene where, where nick cage reminisces i i 100 was thinking of uh wayne's world 2 where they he stops to ask for directions and then oh morgan street the uh, morgan street i knew a girl on morgan street and then just we can do better than this yeah, replace like, the actor. Small part, but can we get a better actor? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was thinking exactly that. I'm like, that's the take they went with. All right. It's, uh... Anyway, so that's, that's it. Yeah, I, I was cringing every time I touched the the, the, yeah. the Declaration of Independence. Roll it up again. Roll it up. There's yeah. like a poster that you got at the convention. All right, um, with that, it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. So, Scott, what did you give it? Uh, this gets a three for me. Um, just was not feeling it. I don't I don't hate this movie by any stretch. It just it just felt like a waste of my time for the most part. <laughs> so... And this is your movie too. Wow. Yeah, it was on my list. Like I, I don't I don't think I put this on my list. I think Alex did at some point. In fact I'm almost uh, certain of that. But uh nope. It wasn't one <laughs> of the ones I did. I put some on your list. I don't think it was this one. You're more so, of a treasure protector. Well, All right, right, Alex. I'm what gonna give this a five. I think uh, it barely edges out being a four because uh, Nick Cage is just enough Nick Cage and it's a fun movie and I'm a sucker for all those clues and stuff that they had to follow. All right. I agree. I, I would have it well above a four. So this is easily a five for me. I, I really did like it. I would not even close to a six, but yeah. it, it's definitely a like for me. Um, I, I'm genuinely surprised that you gave us a five, Jeff. <laughs> I, I had fun with it. I don't know why. Yeah. Like I said, I like adventure movies or whatever. And, I seriously saw that after I watched this, it was ready to start the second one, and I may put that on. I, I almost want to watch it just because of the on the Disney Plus because where we watch this, but um, the the picture of, of Nick Cage up front just because how ridiculous his hair like he was trying to outdo uh, Tom Hanks or something like that with how bad his hair was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so five for me. All right, and with that, it's time for a crossover topic, which is what Scott. Uh, top five treasure hunts. Um, so, uh, deviated a little bit in the beginning here, um, out of a movie or a book, as the case may be. Um, I went with a, a video game, um, something near and dear uh, to me, to my childhood anyway, and I think to probably all of us, um, and that would be DuckTales. Oh, damn it. Uh, one of... Probably the best of the the Disney games on Nintendo. Um, yeah, there were some good ones too. But just just a, an yeah. overall very solid platformer. Um, some some classic music. But the idea was that you're going around trying to get your treasure back, and just as you go along, you, you like pick up like giant gems. Like it was a very <laughs> like the the carrot in that game was very strong. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, Ducktales from the old NES. 
All right. Very good, Scott. I may have some, something about to say this coming up. Alex, yeah, me too. which number five? <laughs> DuckTales the cartoon. <laughs> uh, they go zipping, on a lot zipping, of adventures. There, yeah, there's not, they're not always a treasure hunt. But the, the first few episodes definitely was where they find, you know, an old ship that Scrooge just thinks is whatever, but it's actually a map leading to somewhere in South American desert to find this whole big city of gold, El Dorado. Which is pretty awesome. That's what got me hooked on the series as a kid. Okay, so I have some question about this. My number five also is, I have DuckTales the movie. But then I was looking that up, and that does not seem like what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about sounds more like what you're talking about. And, like, so you guys remember how DuckTales premiered? I kind of remember yeah. pre- premiering as, like, a miniseries at first, or they just... I think it was, like, a two-parter or something like that, yeah. But yeah. it was, like, at night, like a primetime thing. Oh, I don't remember that. Uh, and that, is that where he gets the, the gold fever? Yeah, there was the guy that was... He'd held on to life for so long. He's super old, but he only held on because he's got that gold fever and he wants to get his hands on all that gold. Right, but then Scrooge starts to get it. Yeah. They go find... Yeah, spoiler alert. uh, The city comes down (laughs) and uh, uh, buries the guy with gold fever because he's too selfish and greedy. And Scrooge McDuck and gang gets away. Right. Okay. So that's what I like. I thought it was the movie, but I don't. Maybe it was just like the first few episodes that they kind of pulled into a movie, or they showed them on prime time, or that's mm-hmm. how I remember watching it. It was like a prime time, and it was made into like a movie, but maybe it was just the first few episodes, like you were saying. But that's what I'm picking. So it sounds like we're picking the same thing. Yeah. All right. I totally thought I was going to come out of this, and you guys would be like, "Oh man!" But no, nope, beat me to it. <laughs> I said, oh, man, because I for- completely forgot about the game <laughs> for a second. I, didn't know, didn't know I should exists. mention that the the uh, HD remaster from Way Forward is also really good. Oh, yeah, I never did get around to that. I did. I, I'll, I'll say that story for another time. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, the game is awesome. Recommend. All right. Uh, Scott, number four. Number four. So I had read the book first and then eventually saw the movie, and I, and I enjoyed the movie. Um, I, I think overall I enjoyed the book more, um, but uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> I knew it. I mean, you don't know that I could have. I could have gone with uh, Treasure Island. You don't know uh, <laughs> Treasure Planet. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yes, Ready Player One. Uh, I'll, I'll let Alex do some more talking on that. But uh, yeah, their idea is a literal Easter egg hunt. Um, for this um, and putting together the clues and i think the the clues are, are much more fun in the book than in the movie yeah um but uh, yeah ready player one it's all about a big treasure hunt sounds good this this is an honorable mention for me yeah, all right uh alex yeah number also four. my number four ready player one the book because the movie was fun uh but yeah the book just Completely stole my imagination away. Ran away with it. Uh, a lot of cool, awesome references. Uh, and yeah, like Scott said, the puzzles and the the trials that they had to go through in the book were a lot better and more well done in the book than in the movie. Uh, there's not that, that much uh, classic game playing in the movie that I remember. There's a lot of classic characters, but you know nobody really sat down and played an arcade game. 
where they did that a lot in the book. I feel, I feel like the first neat. half of the book was like all about joust. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was. That was the first, the first clue to get the the bronze key. Yeah. A joust or was that an adventure? No, it was joust, it was and they joust had the, the beginning. Yeah, they had to uh, beat death in a game of joust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I read. I mean, the book is definitely bad. That's one of the few books I have read. I've, I've heard the, or <laughs> I've heard. Um, I, I know people that have said that the audiobook for that is a lot of fun too. If people are looking yeah. to hmm. revisit it, that well, yeah, that's why I didn't read it. I actually listened to it. What did I do? Did I listen to it. It's well, it's with what's his face. It's Will Wheaton. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, yeah, I didn't read the book, but I listened to the book, and yeah, it was Will Wheaton. It was all right. There's even a reference to Will Wheaton in the book, and Will Wheaton says his name. Oh, yeah, he's like a, the chairman or president of uh, the VR world, or one of Something. the VR worlds. Yeah. Will, Will Wheaton. Wheaton. I would like to give a shout-out that uh, they, they play in the book they play the arcade game Black Tiger, which is amazing, by the way, if you could ever play it nowadays. But, uh, yeah, as I went nuts when they mentioned that in the book. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's playing Black Tiger? That's insane. Our boss is in Black Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number four, and this is another guilty pleasure, which is a step up of the movie we just talked about. It would be Da Vinci Code uh, for me, which okay. I, I assume this is a treasure hunt movie. Oh, yeah. For, oh, yeah. For the, yeah. For the yeah, Holy yeah. Grail. And, uh, but yeah, uh, it's very. The same. If I can see, if you have problems with National Treasure, you have problems with Da Vinci Code. Uh, it's done a little better, but I really enjoyed it for the, all the reasons I enjoyed this movie. Um, so yeah, Da Vinci Code is my number four. I, I enjoyed Da Vinci Code. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Scott, number three. Uh, number three. Um, so this list actually got really difficult. Uh, so uh, my number three, probably higher for at least one of you. Um, but number three, the Goonies. Oh, Scott, damn it! Mm-hmm. Completely forgot about them. A little higher on my list. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll leave off talking about that. But um, it, it it could be my number one also, really. Um, but uh, I, I settled at number three for it right now. And right, I'm bumping my number two because that was just a whatever. All right. Well, then, what's your number three, Alex? My number three is the first game in the Uncharted series, just Uncharted, which was awesome, which, uh, if you know, it's been years. So, spoiler alert, by the end of the game, they do like a really neat twist to the El Dorado legend, where it's not a city, but it's a, just a big, giant, golden statue. Like, it's supposed to be solid gold, but, eh, things take a twist. Uh... But yeah, that go- the, the game series is awesome, and the first one really hooked me. Okay. Yeah. All right, so my number three, I don't know if you guys will allow, I, I consider it a treasure hunt movie. Would you guys consider The Hobbit a treasure hunt yes. movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, no. Oh, with what? The Hobbit. Not the Lord Hobbit, of the Rings. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah, Hobbit. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking about the book. All right, so the book, The Hobbit, is my number mm-hmm. three. 100%. All right. Yeah, I should have thought of that, too. So I kept getting mad. I'm like, I don't want to put the... I kept thinking the movie only. I'm like, I don't want to put that stupid movie on here. I was like, oh, wait, there's the book that I read multiple times. I can put that one on here. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Hobbit, 
Bilbo and the dwarves go searching for the treasure under the break mountain. Break the dishes, break the plates, smash the plates, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. Mm-hmm. They get the, the gold and they get the, what's this eye, the sapphire, the... Uh, the I forget what it's called. Yeah, the, uh, whatever. So, The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Hobbits. Number three. All right, Scott, number two. Number two, so my, my top three, uh, it isn't, but it could have been like any of the Indiana Jones movies. But uh, in this case, I feel like the third one is, is closest to like treasure, even though he's really just going after another artifact. So, like, I, I don't know, just maybe because the, the way the ending is set up. Um, but Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade uh, is, is my number two here. Okay. Mm. I, I kind of agree. I'll talk about more a little bit more later for me. Would you say I chose wisely, Jeff? <laughs> no. Oh. You're going to turn the dust. Get ready. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> you should have picked Coca-Cola. Should, should, should I pick Temple of Doom? No. <laughs> Crystal Skull, motherfucker. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Alex, number two. Uh, I changed the back because I love this movie too much it was a really fun adventure movie i thought it it was kind of like national treasure for me where i thought it was really cheesy and stupid whenever i saw it at the video store but then when i watched it i had a ton of fun with it it's awesome uh michael douglas kathleen turner and romancing the stone yeah that's a good one i've never seen it it's a lot of fun i liked it if i remember correctly i haven't seen it in a while but I remember like all the funny parts and all the good adventure moments and stuff. And I remember that El Guapo is in the movie. <laughs> and then the sequel, I believe, we I also watched a lot. The Jewel of the Nun, uh, the Jewel of the Nile. Yep. With Danny DeVito. So yeah, I recommend both of those. They're great. Alright. Uh my number two is the Goonies. Um Classic treasure hunt. We've been. I loved this movie as a kid. Probably my favorite non-Star Wars movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good enough for you. It. Good enough for me. It's good enough. Take it. Easy, Cindy Lauper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we've talked about Goonies enough on this show, so I don't know if there's anything you just want to add. But it's classic. They do at the end get the, the ship full of gold and the rubies that he puts in his marble bag and and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. An adventure. Solving, there's some clues with the booby traps and the copper bones and triple stones and playing the piano. Chester Copperpot. Chester Copperpot. Chester Copperpot. Chester Copperpot. Chester Copperpot. Um, so that's my number two. Al, uh, Scott, number one. Uh, forget about number one. I would like to point out that Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade definitely had the superior German to uh, Diane Kruger's character in uh, <laughs> National Treasure. But uh, number, hmm. number one is... I'm not sure about that. Number one, it's The Hobbit. Uh, oh, no wonder you were so easy to allow me yes, to have it. Yes, the, uh, <laughs> book, the book. Um, definitely captured my, my imagination as a, as a kid. Um, and I, I do remember seeing the old animated one, the uh, the Rotoscope one, too. Oh, yeah. Um, and, that is cool. And, and, and enjoying that. Um, one of the, the few things that my dad ever, like, recommended to me, like, <laughs> my dad, like, ever, like, Recommended two books to me like my entire life. It was like The Hobbit and Stranger in a Strange Land by Michael, uh, or not Michael Crichton, um, Michael Bean. 
Yeah, it's not like Bean. Oh. Uh, but anyway, uh, God, why can't I come up with the author? That's going to bug me. Um, Dean Koontz. It's not Dean Koontz. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Danielle uh, Steele. The the Hobbit. <laughs> um, it was not Tom Clancy. Uh, Clancy. There's some classic treasure <laughs> finding there. Yeah. Was Fabio the on the cover of A Stranger in a Strange Land? <laughs> he, he was not. I'm, I'm going to the internet here because I can't read it. <laughs> oh, Michael Strahan. Yes, <laughs> my thank you, Jeff. That's that's what it is. Okay, uh-huh. thank you, Robert right. Heinlein. That's what it was. Okay, who Heinlein? Oh, okay. Well, Ooh. my number one is I kind of agree with. Well, it could have been two of the Indiana Jones movies uh, between Raiders and Last Crusade. I'm going with Raiders because I think it's a better film. Yeah, I um, was I was torn. It's all allowed, Jeff. Uh, yeah, like I said, and I actually have both of mine. I have Slash, but like if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick Raiders. But they're classic. And when you think of good adventure, like these movies are fun, but they're ne- not nearly as fun as either of these. And even Temple of Doom, but he's not really hunting for treasure in that one. Yeah. Fortune and glory. And this falls like National Treasure has the dad, like the grumpy dad. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He rebuilt his got relationship the with him. It's got it's got the, the dad, the grumpy dad, the the blonde German love interest, mm-hmm. the the nerdy sidekick. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So But I'm choosing nice Raiders. It doesn't have any of that. As Germans. Does it Germans? None of them look as good as <laughs> either of the two girls you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have five imprints of medallions on their palms and monkey loving <laughs> that's right alright uh, that's it I had one honorable mention which would be uh, Pirates uh, of the my Caribbean my number one is also Raiders of the Lost Ark oh shit I skipped you we gotta <laughs> let me know before I go oh I forgot alright sorry Alex yeah. no Raiders alright Raiders go vertical <laughs> Nice. What, what was your honorable uh, mention? Pirates, Jeff? Specific? Pirates of the Curse of the Black Pearl. The, the first one? Okay. Yeah. 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 Got a bunch here. Um, Congo. Um, the other Indiana Jones movies, not Crystal Skull. And uh, very, I, I don't know if this is on my list or not, but uh, one of my favorite animated movies, uh, just sci-fi movies in general, in general uh, Titan A.E. I guess you could call that a treasure hunt. They're looking for the ship, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll allow it, because I like that movie, too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, did uh, honorable mention to uh, Pitfall. <laughs> did you actually, is there a <laughs> yeah, treasure there in that? <laughs> I mean, You're... I never got past like the third screen, so I would never know. Yeah, <laughs> just got eaten by the gators every damn yeah, time. Yeah. Maybe it was just that you were searching for a treasure, but... There is some deep meaning in the futility of chasing your dreams. <laughs> wasn't when you guys mentioned sorry Titan AE? Wasn't there also a movie that came around the same time called like Treasure Planet? Yes, or yes, there was yeah. that one. I think was that one Disney. I think, yes, I think Treasure Planet was Disney. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. seen that actually. It is underrated. I thought it was pretty good. I saw it. I think Did, about a year ago. It's basically Treasure Island, right? But just in space. yeah, but in space. Okay. No one had Treasure Island. Oh yeah, I don't want to Treasure Island. I I just want to bring it up just because I think Long John Silver is one of the the, 
the all-time classic literary characters. I've never actually read that book. I have read that book. I have it somewhere. It was one of the few books, hardcover books my aunt bought me when I was a kid, and I read it a couple times. Although I couldn't tell you what the fuck happens. Yeah, Long John Silver, and there's the boy, what's the boy's name, the main character? Jim Hawkins. There you go. And um, Blackbeard. And, but yeah. Or is it Bluebeard? I don't know, one of the beards. <laughs> uh, Tim Curry. Yeah. Muppet, Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Was there a, is there a, a treasure in um, what's that that like one of the biggest busts of all time with Gina Davis and oh probably oh Cutthroat Island Cutthroat I never watched that shit uh, I saw uh, it <laughs> treasure treasure in Sierra Madre oh there you go we don't mm. need no stinking badges badgers no, city, city badgers too what city oh. slickers too oh yeah for curly is, gold yeah. <laughs> All right, and with that, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. <laughs> I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Well, got a bit of a sad news. One of the uh, greatest soccer legends of all time. Oh, has, yeah. Uh, recently passed away. Diego yeah. Maradona. Legend. Yeah, uh, really? passed at 60 years of age. Probably had one too many trips to Salt Bay's restaurant. Yeah, I was going to say. Did, not, did that, not do him any favors. That, that fucking video is like... <laughs> You, you know how, like, horrible everything is? But, but just in general, like, there's always a few things I always go back to. Like, the the guy skipping out on the, the, the dining dasher. Yeah. Um, that yeah. guy. Um, <laughs> this is democracy democ- manifest. Um, but, yeah, the, the marathon video with the song is so good. Uh, I wish mm-hmm. I want to be... I, I mean... He's obviously just completely loaded, but I I want to be that excited about something. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he cannot wait to put his fork into that meat, or 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 into Salt Bay. Who knows? But yeah, either way, <laughs> or his meat uh, into Salt Bay. Yeah. yeah, either way. Yeah, he wanted to fuck that meat. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just single handedly won his country the fucking World Cup with his hand. Single-handedly, is that what you said? The hand of God. No, single-handedly. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, I did not whole, know he passed away. There's a whole documentary on him in, um, that was made not too long ago, right? I, or, or am I getting confused with like the tribute that's on HBO Max right now? Yeah. I am unaware. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, sad news. Football. All right. Football. It's time for Neam News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Uh, there, there is some some more sad news, but I think I'll leave that to Jeff. Um, <laughs> the bearer of bad news. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, not not a lot for me. Um, I think we we had mentioned in our uh, Mandalorian podcast that you can you can download via our. Um, Patreon page. Yes. Um, yeah. Kind of smooth segue. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we, we, we had mentioned uh, Wonder Woman coming out soon. Um, Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman! So I think I, I, I definitely had talked about that last week. Um, but that's still a thing. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. So it's bears repeating. I have something to look forward to. Uh, we're one. This is the last day of November as we record this. Um, so coming soon, and then a mere ten days, eleven, depending on how you, where you live, uh, from Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. So I'll definitely be talking about that over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Some more. Um, just on top of that, uh, we're just coming off our Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, the the week of uh, Thanksgiving last week, um, World of Warcraft released their latest expansion, expansion number nine. I think this 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 fucking game has been going a little for, bit of Warcraft in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's it's uh, sixteen plus years now. Um, I, I think they're running out of ideas. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've I've, I've I've been playing some. Uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just like an old man now. Just fumbling my way through the through these games, uh, but uh, it, it is a good time waster. Um, yeah, definitely. Wait, are there young there... people that actually play this game? Or is it just all people who've oh, this de- your age when you started? There's a hundred percent people that are like like my age, or sorry, that are playing this now, like when they were the same age as me when I started playing. So, sure about that? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I know this for sure because. I was I was in a uh, an instance the other day, uh, and I'm still a little, I'm still kind of salty about this, and <laughs> I got I got kicked out of the group because my my damage wasn't high enough. Like, <laughs> someone was running a mod on the game, something that doesn't even come with the game, and they were just like my damage is lower than everybody else, and he was just like like you need to do more damage, and then they kicked me out. So I'm I'm still pretty pretty cheesed about that. But, uh, <laughs> How does that make them young? Because I don't think, like, when you're, like, I guess somebody my age would do that, but, like, I don't get that worked up over that kind of shit anymore. Like, I'm just like, well, this is going to suck, or, I and, like, and then I'll bail, or, like, I might just, like, go out of my way to make somebody fucking feel bad. <laughs> it just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just, uh, it's, it's, it's hard out there, is all I'm saying. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have, yeah, you gotta have a thick skin if you're gonna do these uh, MMOs. Um, mm-hmm. So and I, I did like, like I, I was pretty mad at the time, but now I'm, I'm, I'm like laughing at it because, like, just goes to show, like, I don't know what I'm doing in these games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's basically all I wanted to to go over, uh, Alex. I think you were yes. telling me before we started that you finished something. Oh yeah, I finished uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, that was the game quick. is yeah, the game is great. Uh, it's it's different from the regular Zelda formula, that's for damn sure. Um, but it still keeps it keeps the spirit of the games. You still have to rescue, you know, the the guardians, uh, you know, the divine spirits or whatever. They're divine beasts. And you go after Calamity Ganon. I love that <laughs> they actually explain it in the game a little bit. Where they're like, Ganon has come back as a person so long that he just said, fuck it, I'm coming back as this big amorphous hate blob. <laughs> I thought that was cool. I still need uh, to really dig into that one. Yeah. Uh, it, it's pretty awesome. It's it's Talk about a treasure hunt. It's awesome just you you just want to explore some place and everything and you stumble upon oh there's a, a treasure chest oh there's a, a temple that i can get another power up from oh there's a cool sword that drops here in this secret treasure chest it's pretty awesome oh but it breaks five stings later oh, that's, yeah, cool. well, that's what you gotta be pick you gotta be careful 
eventually you do find like diamond weapons that last a lot longer and the master sword of course that one breaks but it recharges over time so that one you can keep forever you just gotta pick and choose your battles jeff you don't have to kill everything I, I was not a fan of that game. I, like I said, I, I think it was awesome. I just was not for me. It was too much. Oh, yeah, there's a temple over there. But let me climb the this, this sheer cliff of this mountain forever, and I don't have enough stamina. And it's, ugh. For, me, for me, like the couple hours that I did play Jeff, it was like, oh, there's this there's this secret uh, like cave over here. Let me glide on down to it. And then absolutely have my ass handed to me. Like, well, I guess I wasn't supposed to go there. <laughs> yeah. Major test of strength. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, anything else, Alex? I think I... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I saw a comedy special over the weekend that I thought was really, like, might be the best well-done one I've ever seen. Uh, it's Adam Sandler's 100% Fresh. And uh, it wasn't the... It's, it's funny... But I didn't bust, you know, it wasn't a gut buster or anything like that, but it had some really good moments. And I never thought I'd ever say this about a comedy special, but it was the best well-edited special I have ever seen. Like, ever. They did some really interesting stuff that I enjoyed a lot. Uh, I won't spoil it for you, because it, it, it took me by surprise, and it was really cool. Uh, and at the end, it was uh, very uh, gut-wrenching. I will also not spoil it for you, but yeah, I was getting really misty-eyed, and I almost shed a tear. It was it was very touching towards the end. Mm. Uh, but for most of it, it's classic Sandler just doing like jokes here and there, but mostly doing just like really stupid songs <laughs> that make me laugh. It just fucking fantastic. So I recommend it. Yeah, you're talking about Farley. I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. I, I've, you know, Alex, you bring up a, a good point. I never really thought about like the editing on these comedy specials. Like, I, yeah, I always think either. I always think about like the the stuff that I really cut my teeth on, um, like the, the Cosby sets, mm-hmm. um, Eddie Murphy, uh, like th- those. I I thought were like really really well done. Um, like that—that's what I think about when I when I think about like how those are staged and the the different cameras and, and everything. Mm-hmm. They, they absolutely are, but that one, uh, yeah, relies heavily on the artist. And this one is they—they they put a lot of money into just being well edited, and they—they they, really good timing, good timing on the jokes, good timing on when they cut away. This is one of the ones where sometimes they cut away to a completely different location. Uh, You'll see. If you want, I recommend. You should definitely watch it. What's it on? Netflix. Netflix, okay. One of those Netflix originals before the whole lockdown came in because there's everybody's in the in the auditorium. All right. Yeah. That's it. All right, uh, Jeff. Kind of bring us all right. down. Um, I guess the thing you were leaving to me is... Uh, we lost another actor from Star Wars. We lost David Prowse, who was the body, the man behind the, in the suit of uh, Darth Vader. So he passed away just the other day. Um, pretty sad. I I don't know if you know much about the back behind the scenes. There, he always had a conflicted thing with with George Lucas. He apparently spoiled 
the big spoiler in Empire Strikes Back, even though he didn't know. He claimed he didn't know. He just kind of guessed it. Ah, there's other stuff. And he was just the point. At first, he didn't know that his voice, he was being dubbed by James Earl Jones. He didn't know yeah. that until the first time he saw it in the movie theater. He thought at the end of Return of Jedi that it would be his face that they showed, and it was not him. So he had some... There was some stuff going on between him and George Lucas. But as all of us being Star Wars fans, he is it's definitely a character that's created with both the voice and his actions. I don't I don't think he can say otherwise. Just look at Hayden Christensen wearing the suit at the end of uh Revenge of the Sith and he just it looks he looks totally unintimidating compared to David Prowse in it and everything. So So I was I was reading something today. It might it might be apocryphal, but um that, that at least initially James Earl Jones said he didn't want to be credited or he was okay not being credited because he he, he felt that like that David Prowse was doing the heavy lifting with, with the character, basically. I don't know that. I do know that I think in the original theatrical release, James Earl Jones was not credited. Okay. I think that's true. I don't know the reasons behind it. It could have been he didn't want his name on this child's movie, <laughs> right? Or it could be the reasons that you said there. I don't know. But I believe... He is not credited in the original original release. Um, so yeah, that that's sad. If you look, we're losing. We've lost uh, Carrie Fisher. We've lost him. We lost Chewbacca. Uh, we've lost R two D two. We're of the main cast now. We're down to Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford, and I guess uh, Anthony Daniels and yeah. uh, Billy Dee Williams. But the original, but oh, yes, original yeah, Billy. But if you add, but yeah, you could add Billy D. You know, you know what's you know what's interesting, mm-hmm. Jeff? Maybe, maybe I don't know. You're, you're and Alex, you're you're way more into Star Wars than I am. I never really see like like James Earl Jones in any of these like photos. Like obviously, he's not going to be in like the the super cool like photos of them on set and things like that. But like outside of that, you never see them. That's true. Like at an Oscar party together or whatever, or just or just any yeah. just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't see him at conventions and stuff with Star Wars. I don't think anyway. I don't but, think yeah. he needs the money either. I, I can see why he wouldn't, wouldn't want to do conventions, but you think like there there would be something where they would all get together for for whatever, like George Lucas wins an award or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, uh, no, it's a good question. Maybe get together for a special during the holidays. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's sad news. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? So yeah, speaking of Star Wars, The Mandalorian. As Scott mentioned, we did record a special episode of that on Patreon. So go check it out. Uh, but our overall, we we liked it. I think. Um, oh, we yeah. got to with spoiler yeah. alert. Three, two, one. You know, Ahsoka shows up. Played by Rosario Dawson. Looked pretty well. Season's going pretty well here. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, like we all liked it. Uh, I've started watching some old... I keep saying this, I think, like, once a year. I'm starting to watch some Clone Wars episodes, but I watched a few more, <laughs> and I have liked them, at least the what targeted ones that people have pointed out to. So maybe I'll do a podcast on that. Um, Meanwhile, oh, of course, on <laughs> Duchess of Teen, it's going to be Darth Maul. <laughs> um, Dr. Ball. Dr. Ball. Yeah. And... There's one other thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I oh, I got Laura to watch Return of the Empire and Return of the Jedi with me. So we finished the original trilogy. Well, you, you watched it on Disney Plus. I don't know how original that was. Yeah, so she pretty much. 
she, she listened to the last week and she goes, what the hell is Scott complaining about? I have a teller. And so I showed her the differences and she says, you're, you're an idiot. What, what, what am I complaining about? Not you, Alex. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Gee, you big Star Wars nerd. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. She didn't say you're an idiot, but she's like, really? He cares that much about it? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I used to care. I don't have the time for that to care as much as he does anymore. So whatever. So, so is she yeah, fanatic I, now, Jeff? Like you've converted no, her? No, not at all. It's, <laughs> I think half the movie she's looking down at her phone anyway, so it doesn't really count, but whatever. No, there was some stuff she got. Like she did not like Java. She was happy when Leia kills him. And, and uh, she was freaked out that we got to see um, Darth Vader's face. At the end, she didn't see that coming. She didn't think he'd be saved. And, uh, yeah. Did, uh... Tell Laura you were right, Jeff. She liked Return of the Jedi better than Empire. Yeah. My kids do, too, actually. And I did as a kid. Yeah. But I think Empire... I want to see the one with the the little bears. (laughs) (laughs) The Ewoks. Yeah. So, but now that she's seen it, I was gonna, now I can. Uh, I was telling her about my plan with my new pool, that and I'm going to install an R2 on the roof. And when you get on the edge of the diving board, you salute it, and he launches a beer in the air, and you have to jump oh, and catch yeah. it in there. Dude, I'm in. <laughs> Make it happen, Jeff. Yes, please. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nah, I already blew it. The diving board has been ripped out, so that's not going to happen. Apparently, they're not safe. Duh. Um, I think that's it. I I I wanted to play a video game the other day, and everything I have is just I keep replaying. I already gave up on Warcraft three. I gave up on Tie Fighter. Um, yeah. Hey, that's perfectly all right. I'm playing actually. I'm playing Illusion of Gaia of all things. Wow. (laughs) I never beat it as a kid. I I I I do want to get back to the emulator game. Um. I actually do own that one, but um, I want to get back to it, but I'm afraid to install any emulators because, well, I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's a safe place to go <laughs> anymore. So, I might know a guy. Um, <laughs> one, one, one question about the, this last episode of Star Wars, thing we didn't bring up in the Patreon episode, so something a little extra for, for the people that are sticking around. Mm-hmm. Did you guys... Like at at the end, I thought I heard the Star Wars theme kind of sneak in a little bit for like a split second, like in the in the score. They definitely played the Yoda theme when she name drops Yoda. I noticed that. I don't think mm-hmm. I noticed the Star Wars theme. It was, it it was very. There. It was like right at the end when when they're standing in the back of the ship. Um, it, it was very subtle, but I could have sworn I heard it there for a second. I'll have to Definitely keep an ear out for that one, yeah. yeah. Like a bit of the, the main theme, anyway. Uh, anyway. All right, uh, that's it. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe. Be excellent to each other. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.